So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Brandon. Absolutely killed it on there. And we look forward to having you on again down the road. It's not for episode 79 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great day right now. Um, it's going to be a great episode today. We're going to be talking about my favorite topic, movies. But we also have a great guest, and Eric, I'll let you introduce him right now. Yep, so making his second appearance on the podcast, my good friend whom I met whilst traveling internationally at the Keele University in England, a very well-versed travel journeyman himself, extremely positive person, and which fits the mold of today's episode, so the homie Ezra Pirinen. So what's up to the people? What's up, everybody? It's so great to be here, and I'm so glad that we're doing this again. A long time has passed uh, since we recorded the last episode. It was more than two and a half years ago, and I actually recall that it was episode 22 nice. when we recorded the last time. So you have had a chance to record many episodes after that. But I'm very glad that I'm here again and we can discuss about movies in this episode together. Absolutely. And I was just going to shout out that episode as well. It was a great time with the Jacob and Justin, so shout out to them. Great guests. And of course, you killed it on that episode. That's why we brought you back, of course. And uh, yeah, super excited for this episode today. We're going to be talking about some feel-good movies, which I think all of us could use a benefit from uh, watching in the times that we're in. So we're going to be doing a nice top five feel-good movies list and just for the purpose of this podcast feel-good movies can be defined as movies that will objectively make you feel good throughout the movie and once it's finished of course throughout some of these movies or the ones on my list anyways there are a lot of sad moments and some emotional uh, things and obstacles that our characters overcome but in the end these have happy endings just as a disclaimer we also agreed to not include animated movies like Disney and Pixar movies because most of those movies are what would be classified as feel-good movies there so we omitted those from our lists so um, with these um, parameters in mind let's discuss feel-good movies so Ezra I'll throw it over to you first what would be your number five feel-good movie that you'd recommend for the people? Oh, wow. This is so exciting to be the first one to go <laughs> and being the podcast after such a long time. Uh, I'm a bit nervous, actually, to share you my recommendations with you guys since you know so much about movies. Uh, but for the number five pick, uh, I have chosen a musical. And um, f- the reason behind this is I feel like Many times uh, the feel-good movies for me are musicals. I'm so much into music, I enjoy good songs, just singing along. For this purpose I have chosen a movie from 2017 and it's The uh, Greatest Showman. Nice. Uh, have you seen the movie? Oh, I have not seen it. Honestly, it's on my list because like, I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan. I know it got great reviews and it just looked like a very positive and inspirational movie. With like, I, I want to say like kind of a band of misfits in this circus come together through Hugh Jackman's leadership. And, but no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I watched it when it came out. I really liked it. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think of that movie for this long. <laughs> 
Well, the first thing that came into my mind was actually the musicals. And in my honorable mentions, I have many of those. But for this list, I have chosen only this one. Uh, but uh, like Eric said, uh, Hugh Jackman is great in his role in the movie. It's a really uh, feel-good movie with a good inspirational idea behind it. Uh, just be true to yourself, uh, be who you are, be brave, and uh, just be yourself in the world. And I think it fits the purpose of this uh, description of a feel-good movie really well. And like I said, uh, I've seen the movie a few times before, and every time I've enjoyed it a lot, uh, it makes me feel really good. Uh, also, I've listened to the soundtrack in Spotify over and over again, because I feel like the songs are really catchy, they are very modern, even though the setting is placed in something like 19th century or something like that. Uh, the songs are really catchy and uh, just I just want to sing along and they're very inspirational, I would say. Nice. Great pick, Ezra. All right, my number five. We're going with a movie from 1993, Dazed and Confused. I've seen this movie so many times. I have a smile on my face the whole time the movie's uh, playing and I just love I just love the fact that it's like the last day of school and everyone's having a good time. Yeah, I got like a little coming of age uh, mini story going on with Mitch in the movie and you're following the seniors too on like their last like days of high school. I just love everything about this movie and the ending just leaves me like grinning and it like I'm in a good mood after I watch this movie. So, that's dazed and confused. I think I haven't seen the movie before. I have to check, actually. But if not, I'm going to add it to my list. Excellent. I've seen Days and Confused the one time. I, I remember it being like a feel-good movie as well. They're like it, uh, And me, me saying that, like I'm not judging everyone's picks. Like, yeah, that's a feel-good. Or that's not it. Like, it's all subjective, right? But no, I remember <laughs> that movie. Like I really enjoyed it, too. In also making my own list, like I watched a lot of those coming-of-age movies trying to find the right ones that really were feel good and like not all of them are a lot of them are like kind of dark and depressing mm -hmm. and uh yeah so no that definitely is like a really solid uh, positive vibes throughout the whole movie so now and speaking of judging picks this is the only one that i'm not sure what you guys are gonna think of my number five that's why i'm throwing it in at my number five fantastic movie a lot happens in this movie that could make it that it's a little dark but it finishes well it's a classic movie. Goodwill Hunting is my number ah. five pick. Oh, okay. Feel yes, good. good. So pick. I don't know what you guys think of that, but I just think that like the emotional roller coaster that our main character, played by Matt Damon, Will, goes through, leads him to a place where he's not maybe come to peace with all of his demons, but he's in a much better place himself, and he's he had to go uh, see about a girl. And like I just think it's a fantastic ending, too. Even with, like, I love his last interaction with um, Ben Affleck's character, too, yeah. in saying, like, oh, we're just going to work construction, the two of us, till the day we die. And he would literally, Ben Affleck's character would said like i'll kill you if that's what you end up doing with me because you have all this potential and you can't squander it so and uh, no, yeah. goodwill hunting for me is a fantastic movie and i think it's a feel-good movie what do you guys think of that well like it's a great pick eric the scene that puts the biggest smile on my face is when chuck ben affleck drives to will's house at the end and he's not there and he just smiles oh. and i love that that's like perfect yeah, I, I feel like I've seen it only once a long time ago. I remember it was a really good movie. And like you said, it's a feel-good movie. I agree. Uh, but uh, you just gave me a reminder uh, to re-watch the movie. Because I remember it was a good one. But it was a long time ago. So definitely a good bit. All right. Thank you. 
So yeah, we'll go back to you, Ezra, to restart us off. So my pick number four is actually a movie which I thought about a long time ago, if I'm going to choose this or not. Uh, it's uh, a movie called Coach Carter from 2005. Ah, nice. The reason why I chose this movie is uh, I w also wanted to include a sports movie in my list because I had a time in my life uh, when I watched a lot of sports movies because in those movies usually there's a beautiful story behind usually there's an underdog team or a team which performs in a bad way or they can't make any uh, good performance and then there's a change in their behavior there's a new coach or uh, they start uh, to build on their teamwork and then it's just an inspirational journey throughout and then they just uh, grow as individuals but also as team members so that's why i chose uh, coach carter samuel l jackson is the, in the leading role uh, the very strict coach who wants to make sure that these guys also perform in school in a good way and uh, he wants to make sure that they have a destination after high school ends it's kind of a cheesy movie uh, it's quite predictable as well well usually sports movies are but it's just a movie which makes me feel really good and um, inspirational have you seen it i've seen it a long time i've seen it a few times actually i remember seeing it at school for sure like when we had a substitute teacher come through like ah, let's throw this on like or maybe in our gym class i 100 percent saw it in school and i've seen it another time at least Loved it both times. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. I should be, I'd be due for a rewatch of that movie. Like, I don't really remember that much about it. So just hearing you talk about it made me want to rewatch mm -hmm. it again. I love this movie. I remember it very well. <clears throat> I went to the theater to see it when it came out. I bought the DVD and it's a movie I know really well because of the, I'm watching it as a teenager, right? So great pick, Ezra. All yeah. right. Thank you. Number four is I doubt you guys have seen this movie. It's an Italian movie from 1988. Very famous. Uh, it's called Cinema Paradiso, and it's basically a coming-of-age story and all about, like, nostalgia and love of movies because it's about a little boy in Italy who grows up befriending, like, the local projectionist at the theater. And at first, the, the old man's, like, annoyed by him, but, but he starts teaching him more and more about, like, how movies are screened and teaching more about film, basically. Then you get, like, the story of when the kid grows up and like he's looking back on his life and then he has to go back to his hometown where he grew up for a funeral and it can like evokes all these emotions into him and i'm just gonna leave it at that but the that like the last act of this movie is legendary in terms of uh, like if you were to do a clip show of the best moments in cinema this movie would have there would be a scene from this movie uh, on this clip show that's how famous it is and it's just like it just brings tears of joy to your eyes so that's Cinema Paradiso. Wow, wow. Like you presumed, I haven't seen the movie before. <laughs> For a second, when you said it's going to be an Italian movie, I thought it's going to be, what is it called? La Vita e Belle or something yeah. like uh, Life is Beautiful. It's about uh, Second World War and a father and a son in a concentration camp. Even though it's a very dark theme, I feel it's quite a feel-good movie, but cinema but id so i haven't seen before same boat as ezra except i've never even heard of la vita e bella or what it was la vie belle so no i've never seen or heard of it but i'll definitely check it out it sounds like a really and like sounds like you describing him as like right in your wheelhouse like coming of age 
and nostalgia and love of cinema. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's like the trifecta right there. So no, I'll definitely check that one out for sure. My number four is a little more in line actually with Ezra's pick. It's also a sports movie, very famous. I rewatched it yesterday, having not seen it for a long time. I, just to confirm it's on the list, it's uh, The Blind Side with uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. Amazing movie. Honestly, at this point, I don't know who hasn't seen it. So like, it's pretty famous, and I don't know how much explanation it really needs as to like the premise of the movie, but I just love seeing the journey of our main character, Michael Orr, as he's adopted basically by this well-off, very well-off Christian family who see potential in him and drive him to become like an excellent uh, left guard tackle for the high school football team, which then opens doors for him to possibly go to college which it's based on a true story, right? And he does go to college and has a prolific NFL career. Like he actually won a Super Bowl with Baltimore, this character or this person. So um, amazing movie, honestly, it's so emotional too. And like the ending is just very feel good. There's a bunch of feel good moments in the movie with like family values and standing up for yourself and different ways of being intelligent. Like here, we're looking at a character who's written off by teachers, by him. Like he's a kind of a product of his environment too, having grown up in like the projects and um, a lot of kids don't make it out. Like they get killed at a young age and again, some squandered potential maybe. So it's a very beautiful story. Sandra Bullock absolutely kills it in this movie. Just amazing stuff. What else can you say? I'm sure you guys have seen The Blind Side. True. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the movie a lot. Sandra Bullock, like, pretty much puts on an acting clinic, and it's a great inspirational story, Eric. Great pick. It was a consideration of mine, actually, so. Yeah, same here, actually. I had it in mind. Uh, I don't have it on my list, but it was one of the options. I agree, it's a great movie. You already had the sports movie checked off, so gotta got to yeah. diversify. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Good stuff. So I will go back to you, Ezra, number three. All right. Well, I said there's not going to be another musical in my list, but it's actually a movie about music. Uh, I would I would say it's not a musical. Uh, but since I'm a huge fan of Queen's music, uh, my number three pick is Bohemian Rhapsody oh. uh, from a few years ago. So uh, I really enjoy the music uh, from Queen. And um, I'm a huge fan. So when the movie came out, I went to see it with my friends. Uh, it was just a great experience. It was one wanted me to uh, sing along. And um, I felt really good just enjoying the songs and the story. I feel like it's very emotional. There are ups and downs uh, along the movie. But the build up to the final act in the movie, it's just great. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Rami Malek as the leading actor as Freddie Mercury he's just phenomenal and uh, that's why it's my uh, number three pick have you seen it I've seen it yeah actually I think Andy and I went to see like opening night it was she's a big queen fan and like so I became a queen fan before the movie was coming out like that's when I really started to get into their music like anticipating the movie and like she's a huge queen fan so it got me into it and then the movie absolutely delivered like we loved it Great movie. Only seen it the one time though, like in theaters. Haven't seen it since then. So it would definitely be due again for a rewatch of that movie. And like the end, again, like you said, very feel good, like singing along. The whole theater was like just buzzing. It was a really positive 
theater experience. I think that's also a good sign of a feel-good movie when everyone's into it. Like Eric, I saw it at the theater, and it was one of the best experiences ever, especially the Live Aid concert at the end. Like, that was... Yes. Like Eric said, you can feel the energy. It's just a slight tangent. Like, I, I didn't include a single musical on my list, and I'm thinking as we're like... I love musicals too, and they always yes. make me happy. So I don't know what my problem was. I went a different route. Old musicals, new musical. I love, I love them, Ezra. And maybe like when you rattle off your um, your honorable mentions later, like we can discuss yeah. a tiny bit more. Uh, but great pick, Ezra. Yeah, yeah, and probably for the future reference, Eric. Probably we should have a podcast uh, about top five musical uh, mm. movies. So just a suggestion for the future. I could be in it. Yeah, there you go. And I'll have to love it. watch some more musicals and get my knowledge up on them. Um, I guess not to get derailed too much here, but did you guys end up watching that Tick, Tick, Boom movie with Andrew Garfield? Oh, yeah. I did. How was that? I did actually a few weeks ago. Did you guys like it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked yeah, it Yeah, me lot. too. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll give that a try and uh, yeah. give me some recommendations for musicals. I already got Greatest Showman down there, so uh, maybe some others in there too that I can yeah. watch and... Uh, verse myself in the musical world uh speaking of not now for my sports pick because oh, i only pick one sports movie <laughs> mine's a football movie actually from 1993 rudy nice. with sean astin i mean i don't know if you guys have seen this but like it's the epitome of a feel-good movie for me um the underdog the, the the person getting told you can't do this you'll never you'll never get into that school you'll never play on that team you'll never make it <clears throat> Even his dad saying, like, chasing stupid dreams is just a waste of everyone's time and blah, blah, blah. Like, Rudy is just so, like, I love it. And the last act, I'm like, it's hard for me not to, like, shed a few man tears at the end. It's just a very, like, feel, like, it's the ultimate feel-good sports movie, in my opinion. And Sean Astin kills the role. Like, he's amazing as Rudy. <laughs> I think I haven't seen it, but now I have a very good recommendation in mind. And it's actually a funny thing that all of us had at least one sports movie in their list. So definitely there's a rule that usually uh, sports movies are feel-good movies. So a great pick. Yeah, and they're all, like, all three of our movies are inspirational movies. I don't know if they're all based on true stories too, but a lot of my movies were based on true stories. So that's also yeah. a component in there for feel-good, right? Um, yeah. Rudy, I think I've seen it once, like a long time ago. I hardly remember it though. Honestly, hey, that's gonna be my line this whole episode. Like, I'll be I'm due for a rewatch <laughs> or a watch. But uh, no, I know Rudy is like a classic, so I'm definitely um I gotta check that out again, especially just because I just finished reading all the Lord of the Rings movies. I'd be due for a Sam rip and watch those movies, and then Rudy after. So, good stuff, Matt. Thank you. For me, number three. I rewatched this again this week just to confirm that it was on the list. No doubt. I don't know if everyone here has seen it. And I've recommended this movie already on the pod. But I'm going to say it again. The Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf and um, Dakota Johnson stars in there as well. So just as a refresher, a um, boy with Down syndrome escapes from a, a retirement home in which he feels like he's being held captive in. And then Shia LaBeouf's character is like a, a crab fisherman who just gets down on his luck and is dealing with like the death of his brother, feeling guilt about what happened to his brother. And then ends up burning, like Yellow Wolf is in the movie too, shout out Yellow Wolf. He burns like his um, fishing equipment, goes on the run, and then 
the child with Down syndrome, Zach, ends up on his boat and they go on an adventure together to bring Zach to a wrestling school across the country. And then Dakota Johnson is a social worker charged to bring Zach back to the retirement home. And then the three of them end up linking up and have this crazy adventure to the wrestling school. Fantastic movie. Honestly, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I've seen this like three times now. It's hilarious. Like from the first five minutes on, there are some pretty funny jokes that just set the tone for what kind of movie it's going to be. A lot of emotional moments too. And just the bond that Shia and Zach character develop is um, fantastic. Like I said, inspiring stuff and um, great movie. I don't know if you guys have both seen it. Yeah, I really like it, Eric. I watch it after you like talked about it the first time. Great movie. I remember the episode where you recommend recommended this movie, and uh, since then I have had it uh, on my IMDb watch list, nice. but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But now I have another reason to watch it. So definitely, thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, no problem. And for anyone else, like I know, so in Canada right now it is on Netflix, and movies tend to be on Netflix or any streaming platform for a certain amount of time, and then they disappear, right? And I regret not watching a few movies that I had heard of that were on Netflix and then got removed. So right now is the time, people. Peanut Butter Falcon, check it out. Great stuff. You won't be disappointed. It's not too long. It's a um, great feel-good movie, honestly. Yeah. Ezra, down to the top two here. Top two, all right. So um, my uh, number two uh, pick would be a French movie from 2011, and it's called Intouchables. Yes. Now, I remember we have uh, talked about this movie with you, Eric, some time ago, and I remember there's basically a Hollywood equivalent. I haven't seen it, uh, but based on the reviews on IMDb, I don't think the Hollywood version is not that good, and I won't watch it. But <laughs> just want to highlight here, just watch the original version, uh, the French movie from 2011. Uh, so it's French, and um, it's really great. And it's actually the only movie which I had the chance to re-watch last night. Mm. And... Uh, so I rewatched it with my girlfriend and we really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. Uh, Omar Su, which is now more famous for Lupin, mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix series. It's just phenomenal in that role and the chemistry between the two. Uh, the older guy uh, with the wheelchair, uh, with the paragliding accident. It's just the chemistry. It's just so funny. And uh, the intro the interaction between the two and how they learn from each other and uh, the way Omar reacts to different things in the world of this older guy. It's just so funny and uh, the soundtrack is also so much fun. I mean, there are so many good songs from the 70s, like these groovy classics like Earth, Wind and Fire, Cool at the Gang. So it's just uh, definitely a great feel-good movie. Wow, Ezra, phenomenal pick, Ezra. Not only is the soundtrack good, I find the score to this movie really good, like the uh, um, like the piano pieces and stuff. Like I, I remember listening to that just by itself because I was really into that movie when it came out, and it's one of my mom's favorite all-time movies too, and she always rewatches it, and it's a very emotional movie, extremely feel-good. Like I don't know why it's not on my list, to be honest. I, I think I couldn't, like, I didn't think of it, but... Uh, very, very good pick, Ezra. Like, Ain't Too Shab is one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. Like, it belongs in the top 100 
of all time. Like it's a yes, very, very good movie. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I want to say I've seen it a long time ago, but I actually saw the Hollywood remake um, a few years ago. Actually, I didn't hate it honestly with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Yeah. I thought it was solid, but I know for a fact that the original Ain't Too Shabbed is superior, of course. Like, Omar C., like, I'm a big fan of his through, especially Lupin's, like, I don't know, have you watched Lupin, Ezra? It's a great yes. show. Yes, yes. It's a great series. It is. I'm not done with the part two so far. I still have, like, at least three episodes left there of the latest season. But really fun stuff. But no, I'll definitely have to check out Ain't Too Shabbed. Like I said, I don't remember if I've seen it or not. So I probably haven't. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, again very inspiring so based on a true story again right so um true yes go wrong. once again kind of mad at myself for not thinking <laughs> of that one like omar omar does like he's phenomenal in this and oh exactly is he like one of the goat actors like from france like one of the greatest french actors like nowadays especially like french actors i don't follow enough yeah. like i don't this is his only french role i've seen because other than that it's been like jurassic world yeah, and true. small parts in hollywood films but like ain't too shabby is one of those like i have the subtitles on the whole time even though i understand french eric you're gonna have to put the subtitles on it's like french slang rapid fire from omar yeah <laughs> rapid fire yeah. Well, it's like with Lupin, I watch with subtitles as yeah. well because the the slang yeah. is different, right? So, no, mm. subbies on at all times, no matter what. Mm. So, no, I, Ain't Too Shot is on Netflix too, so I'll check it out 100%. Nice. All right, I for my number two, I also have a based on a true story coming of age film from 1999. I've talked about this movie on the podcast before. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's called October Sky. Oh. Just like Rudy, this movie, I'm like, by the end, I'm like, so like emotional. And like, this is a movie where I'm like, I forget the world exists when I'm watching it. My phone's put away. I don't like this movie sucks me into the story so much. It's about like a kid with huge aspirations of like being a rocket scientist and into science. But he's in, he lives in a coal miners town where everybody becomes a coal miner or has to get like a sports scholarship to escape. So they're telling him like, you're gonna be a coal miner like your dad, you're not gonna amount to anything, like stick to this. But he's like, no, and he's super stubborn and him and his buddies try to like launch their own rockets. And there's a lot of trial and error in the movie. It's pretty funny. Through perseverance, people succeed. And this is what happens in this movie. And it's just very inspiring. Jake Gyllenhaal, you can tell right away, like, this is like 22 years ago, or 23 years ago, like, how great of an actor he is and still is, and, yeah, October Sky, can't recommend that movie enough. I always talk, of, like, I brought it up a couple times on the podcast, I love it. Have you guys seen it? Uh, well, the same thing as it's with uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, so uh, I remember Matt's uh, recommendation from the earlier podcasts, uh, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. But another reason to watch it. Yeah, I watched it, Matt, based on your recommendation there. It was last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I loved it as well. Super inspiring, like all the rocket assembling and like the trial and error to get like the perfect rocket and like how the whole town like just starts like supporting yeah. his uh, venture and dreams and all that. Like super inspiring movie and uh, yeah, great stuff. 100%. Laura Dern, Kevin Costner, yeah. I want to say are in it too. Close. Uh, Chris Cooper yeah. as the dad and Laura Dern as the teacher, yeah. Yeah, that guy plays like a classic dad. Like, he's a classic yeah. actor to play like a stern father. Good yeah. stuff. So my number two. Now, I said my four, like my next four after Goodwill Hunting are 100% feel-goods. This one, I think, is a feel-good. Like, for me, it was. I rewatched it again. I had a smile on my face the whole time, and the ending is 
happy and it's again based on a true story so it's uh, another um point it gets so mine was 2002's catch me if you can absolutely love this movie I've seen it a bunch of times i love um leonardo dicaprio's character frank who basically assumes not necessarily identity different he kind of does assume different identities as he's on the run from uh, Tom Hanks's um, Carl Hanratty FBI agent, who's kind of chase hunting him down based on his like um, check fraud or um, making fraudulent checks and uh, traveling across the country scamming people and um, yeah, classic movie. I love how it ends too. I don't want to spoil everything there for people who haven't seen it there, but it's um I love the relationship between Frank and Carl. So basically. Frank, who's Leo, on the run the whole movie. Carl's trying to catch him, but they do have a lot of interactions where they kind of mess with each other and they learn from one another. And um, there's a lot that happens in this movie. Fantastic cast, a lot of humor. What do you guys think of Catch Me If You Can? A great pick. I've seen it only once a long time ago. I don't remember the details. I remember the basic idea of the movie. I saw it when I went through some lists uh, about feel-good movies, and I remember it, it's a good one. I feel like I was pretty young when I saw it, so I feel like I would get more out of it now, seeing it as an adult. I definitely should give it a rewatch because I remember it's a good one. And mm-hmm. um, the acting, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, what more can you get? Yeah. And like Christopher Walken as the dad, as Frank's dad, it was killed it. And uh, if you rewatch it now, you recognize all these young actors that are kind of big now, like Amy Adams and et cetera. Like, it's a really good movie. Good pick, Eric. Mm -hmm. Completely didn't think about that one. But now that you mention it, a a true story again, like it's really good. The, The script is flawless, in my opinion. It's like, it's razor sharp. 100%. And again, I also love the dynamic between leo and christopher walken right who plays his father like you said my like they have a pretty solid well there's an interesting family dynamic with the the son going through the divorce like obviously the father struggling with the divorce as well they're they're of leo's parents in the movie and uh, how it affects his decision making right like that's kind of what sparks the movie like he finds out his parents are getting divorced and then he runs away and that's where he literally starts running and people attempt to catch him from that moment on. So besides that, like there are obviously a few sad moments in the movie. They're like divorce and never a lot of lighthearted moments. And Ezra, like you said, so you saw it when you were quite younger. There's so much you'd pick up, like little innuendo jokes that are definitely for yeah. geared for adults. Right. And uh, there's some funny stuff in there. Like I was laughing a lot watching the movies. Again, it's on Netflix. So check it out. All right, so are we going into our number one picks? Let's do it. (laughs) All right, so for my number one pick, Eric, I'm staring at you. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen this movie already, but I remember we talked about this movie for so many times. And I'm like, what? You haven't seen this movie before? So for my number one pick, it's uh, Forrest Gump uh, from uh, 1994. So, uh, I don't know, Eric, have you seen it now? <laughs> so, I knew it was going to be your number one, honestly, Ezra. I was going to call that. And honestly, I, I thought of opening this episode up with my inspiration to do this episode is actually because I watched Forrest Gump a few weeks ago. That's really? That's where I got the idea oh, from. Wow. So, I was saving that because I knew it would come up at some point. But man, yes. I absolutely loved it. It was worth the wait. You did not disappoint in your endless recommendations of Forrest Gump. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. 
I don't know what took me yeah. so long to watch this movie. I again smile on my face the whole time, and that's another movie I feel like if you watch it when you're a kid, there's a ton of jokes that are gonna go way over your head. Like um, when the teacher sleeps with his mom early in the movie, I was dying at that. <laughs> Just little stuff like that. There's a lot more there, but and there, a lot of dark. Like there's some dark humor in there too. Like his grandfather's like a coop. Klux Klan member. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that. And like that's where his name came from. Anyways, no, I honestly love the movie. The definition of a feel-good movie. It was going to be yeah. on my list, honestly. Like, I was debating putting it on my list, but I've only seen it the one time. So, But absolutely. And uh, I agree. There are some very dark moments in the film. And it's also very emotional and also mm. sad. It's not only a feel-good movie, but basically the general tone of the movie is positive. And the uh, lesson you get from the movie is positive. And um, it's just inspirational and um, just a nice ride, nice journey. And you just want to follow what happens with this guy and when he goes through these historical events mm-hmm. in the US. So it's just a great, great movie. But... I agree, there are some very dark moments, and I, for some time I also thought that, is this a feel-good movie or not? But I figured it is, because it just puts a smile on my face, the ending is very beautiful, and Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump is just phenomenal. One of the best movies in the world, I think. Like Eric, like what you said at the beginning, they have these movies will have sad moments, but ultimately it is a feel-good movie, and like the scene that makes me the most like feel-good is... Uh, when Lieutenant Dan reunites with Forrest and he's got his like his legs and he's like much like you can tell like he went through a complete change and it was all yeah. like Forrest saved his life basically. Not basically, he did. No, I love that. That's my favorite scene of the movie and I agree. Very heartbreaking scenes though, like with yeah. It's I don't like to watch Forrest Gump a lot for that reason, because it's like such like a emotional journey for me and it's takes it like it's it's like, oh my god, like it's it I I like to reserve that one for like, you know, Every five, six years. I don't rewatch that one a lot. It's heavy for me. It is. I love his journey too, right? Like his rise, like of acquiring riches and like all the good he does, like with his money as well as inspiring. Like you'd wish that maybe more people who had all that money would kind of distribute their wealth and make nice donations. And like, I don't know, it's just crazy how he accomplishes so much. It's such an inspiring story. There's just so much to love about this movie. So I'm very happy I watched it finally. And everyone else out there, strangely, if there is anyone out there like me who hasn't seen it, go check it out. Great movie. I'm happy you said that, though, Ezra. I was I was hoping you would call me out on it, to be honest. <laughs> Probably, as a disclaimer, I think it's not a based on a true story. Well, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, but you, you would okay. think that it could be. But, yeah, it's just... Made in a way that you can feel that it could be, but obviously it isn't because mm-hmm. there are so many impossible events, but yeah. <laughs> I think that's what makes it so great. Just quickly, another quick thing I like about the film is how they intercut real history with the movie, like the Elvis stuff, the JF, like him like getting a medal from, like they, they, inter- they put force in real life archival footage. It's really cool actually how they do that. It's great. That was very cutting edge. Okay, want me to go my number one now? All right. Okay, my, my number one's an old movie. It's a Hollywood classic from 1946. I've watched this I watch this movie every year at Christmas time, ever like for over ten years now, and it's it's a wonderful life with James Stewart. This movie literally changed the way like I think and approach life 
that's how much it had an impact on me. Just the the general message of the movie. There are several messages in the movie, but like the main one, I'll just say what it is because like it's not a spoiler. It's it's a universal message. But like at the end, uh, James Stewart gets a note saying like, "No man is a failure who has friends." So that's like a huge message right there. Like, like the whole movie feels like a failure. He doesn't know. Like he he's not doing what he wants to do. He always has to sacrifice for other people to make like he's sacrificing for the greater good but he doesn't look at it that way right away he's like oh i have to like keep delaying what i want to do in life but then you find he finds out like no look at all the lives he's touched and changed it's that old like uh story you've seen before what how if you were to disappear how many people how many people's lives would be different like how many people's lives have you touched in your life so this is what this movie's all about the last like 20 minutes i'm just like I'll just admit it, like, it leaves me in tears every time because I'm so happy that, like, everything worked out for him in the end and just seeing the smile on his family's face at the end just, like, floors me every time. I don't know what else to say about this movie. It's it's such a positive movie to me, and I watch it around Christmas. It is a Christmas movie, right? So that's why I watch it then. I don't know. If you're fe- if anyone's feeling depressed, pop this movie in. There's a, it's called It's a Wonderful Life for a Reason. It's just such a happy, joyful movie. Well, I agree. It's a great movie. I've seen it. And uh, it's also a Christmas tradition in Finland. So you can watch it every year uh, on TV. So it's basically the same time, the same channel every year. And I wonder if it's like a global tradition. Well, I guess it is because uh, it's a Christmas movie after all. So I guess in many countries they screen it every Christmas. And I think for many people also here in Finland, it's a part of the Christmas traditions that you watch this movie because it's such a feel-good movie and with a with an inspirational idea. And like what you said, Matt, it it's it, such a great pick. Thank you. Yeah, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, honestly. I don't know if that's like, that'll be my neck, my new Forrest Gump movie. Like, what? You haven't seen it? But I know it's a classic and uh, yeah, classic Christmas movie also there. But uh, no, I've never seen it. After next next year. No, it's too late now. But uh, next Christmas or this Christmas there, I'll uh, check it out hopefully in person with the family. And um, yeah, that's a good pick, Matt. But I can't really speak on it more than that. But like that message though, that you did talk about like, if you were to disappear and see like the impact that you'd have on everyone's lives, like that's a super inspirational message and should be motivation for everyone out there that like, even though you like times are tough right now and you can't really see the people you want, maybe in some way you are affecting them, like based on how their day is going, like you've once said something to them and it's like making motivating them in their days. And like, there's no way that you would know that you've affected them, but it's, I don't know. It's just like Mm -hmm. a keep it pushing through these dark times kind of vibe. I want to say, throwing that out there exactly there you go it's almost like i've seen the movie um so my number one would be a little different than your guys picks but uh, mine is a a classic in my family and i do believe it's um like a very positive movie and inspiring tale that is not based on a true story it's a school of rock would be my number one (laughs) just i guess kind of a musical right there's a heavy musical component in that movie Love the music, obviously, in there, but I just love, like, for me, it's the best Jack Black movie of all time, Undisputed. He'll never make a movie better than this. I know some people throw in Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny, but I don't think those two should even be mentioned in the same breath other than just now. But, uh, no, I love School of Rock, like, just the journey that our main character, Dewey Finn, failed and disgraced rocker 
goes on by becoming a substitute teacher, assuming his brother-in-law's, or not, I think just his friend, his friend's yeah. um, identity, and uh, becomes a substitute teacher at a school where the kids are very gifted in music, and like, he kind of coaches them and molds them to become his own rock band to participate in the Battle of the Bands to win um, a certain amount of money. And uh, yeah, so it's a great movie. I'm sure you've all, you've seen it. And uh, yes. very inspiring. Like I love the obviously Battle of the Bands, like the final, the finale is incredible in my opinion, and uh, very catchy. Zach's song is gold. School of Rock. Yeah, just quickly, like I, me and my family, we all saw it at the theater when it came out. No expectations. We didn't know what it was. We all loved it. It was. It's such a funny movie, and like to this day, Jack Black still cracks me up. Like I can quote it some some lines to my dad, and we'll know right away like yeah. what scene, what his face looks like when he's saying that. Like it's a very quotable movie in my family too. 100%. Like I love it. <laughs> it's been some time since I've seen it the last time, but. Like I've said many times also earlier today, like I'm going to give it a rewatch. So <laughs> that's the thing, thing I'm going to repeat today, but such a great pick. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Thank you. Oh, a funny coincidence too, guys. Like Days and Confused, my number five, same director as School of Rock, Eric's number one. Oh, so wow. there you go. Nice yeah. little mirroring bookends yeah. of uh, exactly right we started with richard linklater and ended with him yeah i mean just on jack black too like such a great like physical performance like his humor is like obviously his lines are hilarious but it's how he delivers them also like them i'd say it's like physical humor is how i would describe it they're like very uh, energetic and um the faces he makes and uh just great stuff like it's a easy watch uplifting all of our movies yeah. were honestly, and like that was the purpose of this episode, right? Not only to talk about that I've seen Forrest Gump, it was to really give you all some good movies to uh, watch in these times. And hopefully, you haven't seen all of our movies, or and even if you have, like you can't go wrong. Like Ezra and I both said, we're all due for rewatches of these movies, so it's the same for all of you out there. First of all, great list, you two. It's uh, very fun, like some good recommendations for me now. Movies I haven't seen, so I I think we all had like you two had great lists. I, I love that none of us had, like, a, a movie. Like, they were all different movies for everybody. Yeah, I exactly. had, like, some backups just in case. But, like, that was great great job, guys. Some movies I didn't even think of. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, know. we had completely different movies, but with yeah. similar teams and similar yeah. genres. So, it was so much fun. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, big time. Did you guys have any honorable mentions? Like, Ezra, you mentioned earlier, like, for musicals, perhaps, that you wanted to? Oh, yeah. Them? So, um... I played around with some uh, titles and um, I wrote actually some down and um, let me just check. So regarding musicals, I only had La La Land. Uh, I've seen it many times, but also uh, it's quite serious at times. And um, the ending is not the the, the happiest ending in the world, but uh, even though the music uh, is great and uh, I feel like it's a feel good movie, Mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, but I didn't have any musicals in my honorable mentions. I did have uh, Shawshank Redemption, oh, such a classic. Uh, then also The Martian. Oh, okay. I also feel like uh-huh. it's a, a great movie to watch. Uh, I don't know if it's a feel-good movie, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, then also some comedies, but I'm not sure. Uh, actually, we didn't include that many straight up comedies in these lists and i think it's a good thing so i i feel like a feel-good movie is a bit different 
Unless the comedy evolves into a drama and it's feel good at the end, like yeah. like School of Rock is a it's a comedy, but it's also like a, it's not a pure comedy. It's not slapsticky or anything. It's just like it's a great story, right? So I don't yeah. know. It's not like a super bad or like a yeah. Step Brothers kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it has a lot of comedy in it. And like you said, it is a comedy, but mm-hmm. comedy musical maybe. Who knows? I didn't even know I had a musical yeah. in there. Just Sleeper is my number one pick. So interesting. Yeah, La La Land. I love that movie too. And I agree. The ending is not like the happiest. It's kind of sad, honestly, the ending. But no, great movie. City of Stars. Great song. Love that. Do you have any more, Ezra? No, that, that was everything. That's it? Okay. Did you have any? honorable mentions yeah i had three movies just in case like you guys said one of mine i was gonna switch it up without saying anything <laughs> but uh the fr- i have a couple older ones i'll just rattle them off american graffiti american graffiti is pretty much dazed and confused but set in like the 50s like one night one last night of like partying and rock and roll and driving your like fancy car around the town and racing it's just like ensemble cast and you're following little stories along and it's one of Harrison... I think it's Harrison Ford's first appearance in a movie. It was wow. directed by George Lucas. So, like, he nice. discovered him in that movie. Cool. I think he was a carpenter on the set or something, and he just, like, brought him in for a role and then cast him in as Han Solo a couple years later. So, <laughs> movie magic. The second one is uh, To Sir With Love. It's basically um, a teacher, an American teacher arrives in England to teach a, a class of like delinquents. It's like that, that story you've seen before of like the teacher trying to get to the students and they're like, they want nothing to do with them. The teacher also is played by an African American actor, Sidney Poitier. So like you got the whole race angle to a lot of racism in the movie and they don't want to listen to him at first, but he actually gets to them and it's a really inspiring feel good movie. And actually, Sidney Poitier just died like last week, 94 years old. And he was like, he's a legendary actor. He's like Denzel Washington's inspiration to become an actor. He's probably the greatest African. He is the greatest African-American actor of all time, actually. Like he's huge. Like what he did, he was the first to do a lot of things. He broke so many boundaries and just paved the way for all the rest. Um, So that's to Sir with love. My last recommendation is a coming-of-age movie, high school movie with Haley Steinfeld called The Edge of Seventeen. It's, uh, I find this movie so funny, but like it gets kind of serious at the end, and it has a really positive, feel-good message by the end of it. Woody Harrelson plays a teacher in the movie. Completely hilarious, as, I mean, Woody Harrelson can do no wrong. And I quite like Haley Steinfeld as an actress, actually, and she's great in this movie. So that's The Edge of Seventeen. I thought you were going to say Bumblebee, honestly. It's kind of a coming-of-age movie with her, but not as, probably not as serious. as. But I actually really like Bumblebee the one time I saw it. Yeah, Bumblebee was great. It, it surprised me, honestly. Kate Bishop killed it in that, as per usual. Good mm. stuff. I had a couple. Like I actually wrote down a bunch of movies just to see which ones would stick. I initially had Grand Budapest Hotel, but I don't know if that's a feel-good movie also. I feel like it's like an incredible story and ends well, but I don't know if it's necessarily a feel-good movie. Others that are, though, like The Big Sick, in my opinion, even though it's a very mm. sad movie, ends well, inspiring stuff. And um, The F Word, that I, I talk about both these movies in one episode there. It's with the same girl as the one in The Big Sick, and then Daniel Radcliffe plays a protagonist, a male lead there, and uh, great movies. Oh, I haven't seen The F Word. That's probably the only movie I haven't seen. It's hilarious, too. Great oh. movie. It's on Prime Video, actually, if you want to check it okay. out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. So, 
we got a bunch of recommendations too, or submissions from the people. So I'll start listing them off. The first one was from the homie Basam. His was The Way Way Back. Have you guys seen this movie? No, I haven't. Okay, he recommended it to me. I checked it out just to see like if it would be on my list or not. To me, it, it took a while to become a feel-good movie. Like at the 50-minute mark, it starts picking up. Before then, it, it's a little dark. It's um, basically this kid who goes on um, like away for the summer with his um, mother and her boyfriend, who played by Steve Carell. And he plays like a huge asshole boyfriend and kind of father figure to our main character, the boy. I'm forgetting his name. And um, he befri- the boy befriends a, a local lifeguard at the water park in like the um, cottage town that they go to, played by um, Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell kills it. Like, he's a hilarious character, very likable, and becomes like a mentor to our main character. And it definitely ends very well. Like it's it's a feel good ending, but for me, like it just took a little bit of time to get going. But uh, it's a good pick, but Sam, it's on a Disney Plus if you guys want to check it out. I'll have to check it out for sure. Yeah, sounds good. It, it's a coming of age movie, so it's right Perfect. in your wheelhouse there. Yeah. The next one is from Camille Blanchard Seguin. Hers was Paddington Two, which mm. I have not seen. I don't know if you guys have seen it. So, Camille's boyfriend Dylan, our cousin. He pushed Paddington 1 and 2 on me for years. And you know what? I watched both of them. I love those movies now. They're actually much better than you'd expect. They're actually very, very good, heartwarming, and funny. And the second one's great. I actually thought of those movies a little making the list. But I'm like, no, I'm not going to include any, like... It's not like an animated movie, but, like, it's it's got that... It would feel like including a Disney movie for me. It's like, it, those movies are meant to be feel-good, right? Right. My list would be all Disney and Pixar if we were including those ones. Which we already did that episode. I agree. Yeah, so. Good good pick, Kemi. Very good pick. And on that note, actually, so when we posted the story on Instagram, didn't I didn't get into any details about, like, no Disney or Pixar movies, right? So there were a few submissions, and that actually leads into our next one, which was from a former guest of the show as well, Katrina. She said... Coco, you sons of bitches. I think this is more directed to Matt, who gave Coco no love in our Disney vs. Pixar episode. <laughs> so, yeah, Coco, great movie. like Very feel-good. Have you seen it, Ezra? I have, yes. It's a good movie. I like it. Oh, I love Coco. I was just playing Devil's Advocate during that episode, Eric. Um, no, I saw that at the theater with my sister, and I was like... I'm glad I'm not alone right now because I'd be like losing it a little bit. Like yeah. it's a very good movie. And like you said, all those movies, like the Disney and Pixar, like they're all emotional, and uh, thankfully they all end well as well. So um, no, it's a great pick. The next one is from our aunt. Actually, both our aunt, Tante Nicole, and your mom, Matt, so Tante Mary for me, said the holiday. That was their pick oh. for feel good movie. Oh. Never seen this either. Have you seen it, Ezra? I think I haven't seen it. I know it really well. Isn't it kind of a... Is it a Christmas movie or not? I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. Jack Black, I think. Like, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz switch apartments. Like, they want to, like, like turn a new leaf and, like, explore. Like, she's going to go live in London for a month or whatever, and the other one's going to go live in the United States. And one meets Jack Black, the other one meets Jude Law. So it's like... No, Jack Black's hilarious in the movie. It's a it's a good movie. A little long, in my opinion. I've only seen it once for that reason. But uh, it's a classic. Like a lot of people love that movie. It's not like a love actually type of level of like no no right notoriety. 
I can't even pronounce that word, word, but you know what I mean. But uh, it's the holiday is like becoming a classic. Like it's just it's it's coming up every year yeah. in terms of like watch list. Good pick. I'm seeing it a lot more these days. Like people are raving about it more. Like you said, more and more every holiday season. It's people people right. always talking about it. So thank you, Tony Khan and Tom Mary. The next ones uh, were from the homie Justin Mocktinger. His were Home Alone One and Two, Lord of the Rings, Shrek, Despicable Me, and Minions. A lot to unpack here, Ezra. I'll throw it over you first. What did you think well, of the homie Justin's pick? Well, there were so many titles. <laughs> Where should I start? But actually, uh, one comment I want to make here. Uh, well, we didn't want to include any um, animated movies in this list, but I was thinking about Shrek. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. It's one of the best animated movies. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Especially the first one was more targeted for adults. Like basically the idea behind Shrek is like this animated movie with this fairy tale setting. It's kind of like more for adults. So uh, I've seen Shrek many times and it's a good movie. And I was thinking about but thinking about it. But since we uh, decided to exclude the animated movies, it didn't end up on my list. But I had it on my list earlier. What else <laughs> well, the Home was Alone in that movies, list? movies, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So Lord of the Rings would fall under, in my opinion, like that's like subjective, right? I didn't make it very clear in the story. I just wanted as many responses as possible. So I didn't want to put like, okay, it needs to meet, meet these criterias there. So it's different for everybody. Like Lord of the Rings is not like objectively a feel-good movie. Right? Like if you don't like fantasy, it's not necessary for you, but... I can totally see that being a feel good. Like mm-hmm. for me, it, they are like, that's like comfort food, lembas bread. Let's go. Like, I'll just eat that up all day. But um, yeah. And then Despicable Me and Minions were the others. Well, actually, I haven't seen those, even though they're such a cultural phenomenon, I feel like. Uh, but regarding the Home Alone movies, I mean, uh, thinking about family movies. And uh, I recall back to my childhood and those were great movies. And uh, there's so much nostalgia regarding uh, Home Alone movies. So good picks, Justin. I agree with the both Home Alones. They're definitely feel-good movies. Always leaves you with a smile. Despicable Me and Shrek, I agree. Those are feel-good as well. I haven't seen Minions. Lord of the Rings, I was thinking a lot while you guys were talking. Um, In terms of are they feel-good, I mean, it's... I feel good watching them because I get a lot of nostalgia thinking back when I watched them when I was like an early teenager, even before a teenager. And I get it like really like a heartwarming feeling. Now, the movie itself, does it feel good? I don't know. It's the ultimate good versus evil plot. Like you are happy at the end. But like you like you said, Eric, I don't, I'm not sure if it hits all like the notes that a regular feel good movie hits, right? So, but that, that'd be an interesting discussion, actually, because you know what, like, if someone presents me some convincing arguments, I could bump it up to a feel-good movie. I'm just not, like, super convinced right now. Well, like, Return of the King, for example, like, the ending, right, a good prevails over evil, and then, like, the classic Aragorn, like, my friends, you bow to no one, and then everyone, <laughs> everyone kneels for the hobbits, like, that's, like, yes. a super warm and, like, I don't know, it's emotional moment. Like, there's a lot of big, big time heartwarming uh, moments in those movies. And, uh, yeah, great. I mean, I don't know if Fellowship is, uh, 
feel good though, right? Boromir's death, spoiler, I'm sorry. And um, <laughs> Two Towers maybe feel good, ends kind of well. Return of the King. I think Fellowship is the only one that's maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough to say. But great picks, Justin. Thank you for the multitude of submissions. Love to see. Speaking of multitude, multiple submissions from the homie Klesin Ud. She submitted The Proposal, Pretty Woman, and The Sound of Music. Those were her three. I'll go first. These Those are great. Like, three movies from different decades. Sound of Music, 100% a feel-good movie. I mean, it's, like, such a huge classic. Even if you don't haven't even seen the movie, I'm sure you recognize some of the songs. Yeah, there's not much I can... Like, Sound of Music, It's it's all been said before. The Proposal, I saw that at the theater. I don't remember the movie at, at all. Just that, I think, Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock... Um, I remember laughing. I don't, I don't remember that movie that well, so but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Pretty Woman. Great, great pick. I love that movie. It's just like you're smiling the whole movie. It's hilarious. It's got a great ending. Phenomenal acting as well. So Pretty Woman what is a really, really good pick. Yeah, I mean, great choices. I feel like uh, The Sound of Music is the only one I've seen, but such a great choice. I agree with Matt, what you said. Uh, regarding the other two, I've heard about those, and uh, I feel like they're real feel-good movies. I think that's all I can say at this point. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly for me, too. That's also all I can say. I'll say that through you. Like I've not, I haven't seen Proposal on Pretty Woman, but of course, Sound of Music is a, a hood classic. So definitely, yeah, I see that for sure. So thank you, Kilsen. The next one was from the homie Daniel Rolock. His were Mitchells versus The Machines. So I've never wow. heard of this movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, okay. <sighs> this is a movie I've watched the first 20 minutes and they're like, don't shoot me. Like, I, I never went back to finish it, even though I heard it's an amazing movie. And my mom's seen it all and she loved it. Um, I've never, I have to go back and finish it. Like, I literally watched the first 20 minutes and never went back. So, I, yeah, I can't comment on it. I just feel bad that I started a movie and never finished it. I hate doing that. Like, this movie won some awards and had critical acclaim. It was really good. Well, yeah, I haven't heard about that movie, but assuming that's an animated movie, I suppose that should be a true feel-good movie. Just seeing the first 20 minutes, you can see where the setup is, where, like, the kids and the parents aren't really getting along at first, and I can see where the movie's going to evolve into, like, them banding together and overcoming their differences and there's a lot of like conflict at the beginning of the movie so i can see like it's feel good because it all gets resolved you know a bit like inside out does you know where there's a lot of like revelations at the end and like them figuring stuff out inside out would be like maybe my number one movie if we were doing pixar inside out or soul would be my number one maybe yeah yeah well i agree with you matt great movies yeah thank you daniel the next one is from the homie Mart Chevalier. His was The Naked Gun Never Gets Old. Great movie. Like I love Naked Gun as well. And like that's a movie that we like Mart has at his cottage in Montremblant. Like we've often watched over there too. So it's like that element of nostalgia. Like we probably don't ever watch at other times. So it's fun. Like whenever the crew got out there, we watch Naked Gun, like end of the night or whatever there. It's always a a funnier mo- movie too and you've had a couple of drinks so great great pick honestly <laughs> have you seen it Ezra? I, ha- I do have seen it many times so nothing more to add at this point <laughs> such a great movie such a ridiculous movie I mean you can just rewatch it and over and over again 
it is very ridiculous but like how can it not put a smile to your face i agree like it's a great pick i didn't include like those types of comedies because i was going more like the coming of age and like based on a true story route but in terms of like making you f actually like feel good and like smile like naked gun it's a mood changer it can just make you instantly happy right for me it's like an ultimate slapstick movie too they're just um all the little like gaffes that are in there too like i don't know i don't have an example off the top of my head there but it's just so ridiculous and a scene that always cracked me up when i was younger like i've seen this movie the first time i saw it was when i was really young and is when he's in the car with like the driving instructor and this girl's driving the car and then she just like gets instructed by the driving instructor like right, stephanie gently extend your arm extend your middle finger to the truck driver i don't know it's a pretty funny moment and uh great movie so the next one was from my girlfriend andy hers was pursuit of happiness which is a mm. classic i've only seen it once like a like i think probably the year it was released and i definitely remember really enjoying it and like thinking it was sad and also like very uh, feel good at the same time too yeah same here eric same thing i feel like i've seen it only once when it uh came out and um, i remember it was really good mm. so great pick i've seen it once and then really i only plan to watch it that one time because it was very sad yeah. but ultimately very feel good at the end but I just can't get through like it's it's one of those I don't never need to watch it again. I still remember the movie very vividly. It's a great great pick, Andy. Mm -hmm. Great pick, thank you, Andy. The next one is from like this is the only one that's actually a repeat. I'm pretty sure of one that we've mentioned. So it's from my mom, and it was uh, Rudy. That was her pick for feel good. Oh, yes, so, yes, great movie. She actually lent it to me. I was just there the other day, there yesterday, and uh, I'll All watch right. it uh, soon. So I will. Rudy's probably the first one I'll rewatch. So great pick. And then the last one was from my bro, Zach. He said, A New Hope, Star Wars. That was his pick. So maybe falls in that Lord of the Rings category, I would say. And a great ending as well in that movie. What do you guys think of uh, New Hope, Star Wars? Well, I agree. Such a classic. And it falls in the same category as uh, Lord of the Rings. So, uh... Honestly, I more of a there's more of a case for a new hope being feel good than Lord of the Rings. If you only take a new hope as like it's only that exists because the ending is very it's a very like good guys win type of ending. Let's say there was no Star Wars movies after mm. this, like everything's destroyed. The bad guys are dead. They're gone. Vader's lost in space. Like that moment when Harrison when the Millennium Falcon bails out <clears throat> Luke at the end, that's super feel good. Come on, yeah, no, for like, sure. Like that's one of ah. I'm just getting like fist pumping right now just thinking about it. Like it's a very feel good movie. It's a good pig, Zach. So yeah, those are our submissions. So thanks a lot, everybody. Ton of submissions. Love to see it. Keep them coming for future episodes. We've given a great uh, rundown on feel good movies. Probably a good place to wrap it up. So Ezra, an absolute pleasure to have you on here, tuning in internationally from Finland. Nice seven hour difference in recording this. I'm glad we're able to coordinate and get this locked in gonna have to have you come back on also for our top five musical episode i'm gonna get on that build my own list and uh yeah i mean any uh final notes for the listeners ezra well uh it was so much fun uh thanks for having me and it was so great that we were able to do this like you said there's a seven hour time difference but um i was so happy that we could organize this discussion and uh I enjoyed it a lot, so I'm wait, just looking forward to the musical podcast. So that's the next thing that we're going to do. Let's go. 
And uh, thanks, Ezra, for coming on. Um, you got me already pumped for this musical podcast we're doing. Anything movie-related, I'm, like, super hyped for. Um, you had a great list, too, Ezra. No, just thank you. You were great. Thank you. Absolutely. So, yeah, thanks a lot, Ezra. Absolutely killed it on there. We'll have to get together again again, like I said, for that musical episode down the road. So now for our random recommendations. I'll actually kick us off here. I've got a few different... Uh, Things I want to keep you updated on and stuff I would recommend for you all. So the first one is for anyone out there who has a Nintendo Switch. I'm going to recommend a game for you all. Metroid Dread. Amazing game. It's like the Samus character who obviously I know and Matt also we all know from Super Smash Bros. Universe. And it's the first time like I really get into one of the Metroid games and I've heard, I had heard, long heard that these were very difficult games, and it did not disappoint in that regard. I get killed by every single boss at least 20 to 30 times before I finally figure out what to do to beat them. This game is not really user-friendly in the sense that, like, you get little tutorials on how to do different actions and, like, navigate the map. It's a 2D game, which I love, first of all. But it's unforgiving. Like, there's no instruction on where to go as you're navigating through this planet and you're um, acquiring new abilities which i love so much that like every few checkpoints you're getting like a new rocket or like a, an ability that adds on to her um suit and then you can unlock different portions of the maps and stuff and like i said the bosses are freaking tough to beat but so rewarding and this is one of those games that i'm actually not looking anything up online which for oh, sure wow. if i was younger i would have done but this like it's much more satisfying to just completely unlock everything on your own and uh figure stuff out so metroid dread for anyone who has a switch 100 percent recommend amazing game i'm loving it right now sounds like a fun game eric i love the fact that it's 2d it's like bringing it back old school right yep i'll start with a tv show i've been watching and then get into my movies i'm not gonna say a lot on this show because i for sure me and eric are gonna have a full-blown discussion about this once it all finished once season one is done or once the whole show is done it's the book of boba fett on on disney plus I don't know about you, Eric. I'm freaking loving the shit out of it. And, like, when the episode ends, I'm like, what? Now I gotta wait a week? Like, I don't know if it's the the character, the guy who plays Boba or the flashbacks or I don't know what it is, Eric. i just, like, so into it. Maybe it's the setting, too. I don't know. What What do you think of the show so well, far? Well, I'm a, I'm a known Boba Fett guy, so I'm absolutely loving the show as well. I'm loving the two different narratives we're getting, like, in the past with the Tusken Raiders, yeah. who are, I absolutely love them as well, love seeing them in the mix. And, uh, yeah, then the present timeline in which he's, like, becoming the, um, I forget the exact term, like, the... Um, Daimyo? Daimyo, exactly, for Tatooine yeah. and uh, Mos Espa. And, and now it's... Great stuff. I'm loving the show. Loving the new characters that are introduced as well. Like the Black mm. Wookiee looked unreal in episode 2 and 3. Pumped to see him pop up more. By the time this episode drops, five episodes will have been released there. So, now no, we're for sure going to talk about this more. But Book of Boba Fett, a must watch for any Star Wars yeah. fan. I agree. My next one is actually, we had talked about this in our um, one of our episodes a few months back now i'm reading the novel dune right now and i'm absolutely loving it just eating it up so much more description and context as to why characters are acting a certain way and just world building on planet arrakis and um just about like learning a lot more about the bene Gesserit. like that's one faction that's really being fleshed out more and i love all the government implications and like the i don't know the political world that's established in 
the Dune universe. I'm just loving this book right now. I'm like 250 pages deep. It's a very easy read. Like the pages are very, it's very simply written, not overly rich in description. Amazing novel. Honestly, if anyone watched the movie, I'd, I'd say Dune is a must read novel. I'm so glad you're reading it, Eric. I, I had to read that one slowly because I hadn't seen the movie. Right. So I was like, I had to like, there's a lot of info in the first half. So I was like, you gotta be like, you gotta read, you can't skip and like, you can't speed read as like some people call it because it's, there's so, it's so rich. I can't wait till you finish and we can talk about it. Cause I don't remember the ending too, too much, but then we can discuss it when you're done the book. Cause then I, which I'm sure will be before this part two comes out. Right. Oh, hundred percent. I plan two. on yeah. reading like the next three books. Like I heard that the, the first three novels Ooh. are really good. And then after that, it starts to become a little off the rails, but it, is, it does help though that I've seen the movie so I know what's mm-hmm. coming and I don't need to focus like too much because I have a good sense of what the world is and like I can, I'm picturing like Timothy Chalamet as Paul and like even Jessica I don't know the actress's name but like I'm picturing her as Jessica yeah. and she gets so much more um, book time if you will than in the movie like we really get a sense of who she is and I'm loving her character development like the power she has and you know it's been really fun to read awesome um, yeah, I'm not really reading anything at the moment, but I have been still pumping out movies. I mean, we talked about this in the episode, but Tick, Tick, Boom mm. on Netflix. Andrew Garfield, like, sells this movie. It's a full-blown musical. They break out into songs during the movie. The, the story is told through songs for most of the movie. It's based on a true story. I mean, it's the it's about the guy, Jonathan Larson, who wrote and produced... Like, he, he did... His big thing is the musical Rent which was a huge Broadway hit and like Tony award winning Pulitzer prize winning like play. And it's a very, it's a very known play. So like, but this is about like his beginnings. So very cool movie. I'll just get into going to my next movie. Cause I'm going to keep it short. My next one's an Amazon prime original, the tender bar with Ben Affleck and Ty, uh, Ty Sheridan. I think he's called um, the main guy from ready player one among other movies. It's a, it's like, it's a film based on a memoir of our main character so it's like a coming of age he's like he's it's it's about like him reminiscing on his past and growing up with his cool uncle played by ben affleck and it's just about his life and him trying to get into a good school and like he's living kind of living in poverty when he's a kid and it's like a coming of it's a really really easy movie to watch does a lot happen not really but it's just like good voiceover and there's some really intense good scenes too down the like in the uh, near the end of the movie um, if you don't know what to watch, I would put on the tender bar on Netflix. Oh, sorry. On Amazon prime. It's actually like, it's well-written. It's funny. Ben Affleck. He's a great actor. I don't care what anyone says. That's the tender bar. Okay, yeah. I actually saw it on prime video and I was debating watching it, but I saw it like it didn't get amazing reviews. And maybe this is mm. a, an instant where like, I shouldn't have trusted what I saw on Google or whatever there that um, didn't have great reviews. Then I'd also heard of that book. Apparently the memoir is unbelievable as well. Like I've heard really good things about it. So no, I'll check it out based on the strength of your recommendation. Don't listen to critics like me. I can see those bad reviews because it, it's not, it's a, it's not much happened. It's not a movie where it's like, it's not a fast paced movie. That's all okay. I'll say. Did you, did you have a movie, Eric? No, I have been watching a lot of movies, but none that I'd recommend, honestly. Like okay. I've, I've been crushing movies of late, like to watch, like actually, okay. So, you know, I'll just give my opinion on this movie. I watched Don't Look Up. I actually enjoyed it way more than I thought I would because I had heard mm-hmm. like from a few people, like even you didn't love it necessarily. I didn't love it. And I'd heard from a few other people that it wasn't good. So I went in with kind of low expectations, kind of like I did with Eternals, except in this case, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. It did 
like you said perfectly, it beats you over the head with the political messages, especially in the back half. Like I was kind of getting sick of like the obvious Trump satire and all of that. Like that was a bit much, but I did enjoy it overall. Like I thought that Leo did great. Jennifer Lawrence did great. Jonah Hill killed it in my opinion. I thought he was hilarious. And um, even Timothy Chalamet, like him and his crew, like they're pretty funny too. So it did have a lot more humor than I thought it would have. So you know what? Some people didn't like it. It got like polarizing reviews, right? I wouldn't say I mm-hmm. loved it, but it, more on the like than dislike. So I guess there's that. For music though, I've been listening to the Velvet Underground album by Velvet Underground. Great album. Like I said last episode, I was going to recommend something that wasn't rap. So it's like a 1960s rock album. It's a pretty classic album. Very well rated. So I would recommend to anyone who hasn't heard it like me up until like last week. I hadn't heard it there. So it's fun to like, you know, diversify the music intake as well. So Velvet Underground by Velvet Underground. Kind of cleanse the palate of, li- of crushing rap albums for like re- all your re-listens that you did. Oh, I'm still crushing rap albums. Okay. But uh, I got, there are a few albums that just released like yesterday that were really good. Like Corday's album that was talked about in our episode, like From a Bird's yeah. Eye View. That was a great album. And even Earl Sweatshirt's album, Sick, I really enjoyed. So I'd throw those in there as well. Um, well, you said something really interesting. Uh, oh, the Vel- it wasn't that like our one of our past guests' favorite album? Uh, I don't Jesse. recall, but... I think it's one of um, former guests of the podcast, Jesse Ravel. Um, yeah, he loves the Velvet Underground. I, I knew it like, from reading his blog and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, you know what? Don't look up. I'm having discussions with everyone at work on that movie because it seems like everyone's seen it because I guess Leo's in it. <clears throat> but everyone has a different opinion on Don't Look Up. And I, I just talking about the movie so much, I'm kind of liking it more and more. And I'm having discussions like, oh, it's actually a satire on this and that. And people are like, what, really? And I'm like mm. explaining things like, oh, well, this is like this. This is like that. Like, it's very, there's a lot, honestly, there's a lot to unpack and don't yes. look up. And I think I just scratched, I just took it for face value at first. But talking about it more, I'm uncovering more and more. Okay, I'm going to talk about my last movie now. I'm going to end this again with a horror film. And this is to all the people that say like horror is dead in the 21st century and there are no more good horror movies, just the crap at the theater. It's all like remakes and uh, sequels and all that crap. Like this, this movie here is a French horror film came out in 2021. It's called Titan, T-I-T-A-N-E, Titan. It was amazing. It's very, it's like, I can't even explain the plot, okay? It's so weird. You guys are going to look at me like, you guys are going to judge me hard if I try to explain the plot because it's so absurd. But, like, the lead actress in the movie is phenomenal. It's extremely, like, uh, gory. There's some scenes, Eric, I was almost, like, not putting my hand over my eyes, but I was kind of looking, like, bl- with my blurred vision because I'm, like, it was very realistic, like, gore and violent scenes. Okay. And it's really messed up. I loved where the movie went. It's like, you can never, once you start the movie, you can never predict what's going to happen. It just curveball after curveball. And the last scene, you're like, what the hell is going on? What did I just watch? It's a lot of like old school David Cronenberg body horror type stuff going on. Like Videodrome or um, The Brood. Like if some of the listeners are familiar with Cronenberg, it's all that type of like gross stuff. And... 
like the fly did he do that yeah a bit like the fly like it's got body horror like stuff going on with the bo- yeah it's very messed up so you know what i actually watched the fly a few weeks ago you did <laughs> i was you debating think? recommending it like i don't know i didn't like absolutely love the movie i thought it was good like the fly was freaking creepy like <laughs> considering when that movie was made like it was disgusting i was like right? sending pics to people as i was watching like what the hell are you watching it's the half Jeff Goldblum half fly when he's transitioning. Yeah. It's disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. I know okay. it's like glad your, I... you listed like one of your favorite horror movies. That's why oh, I, I gave love it a shot. Like I, I checked it out. But yeah, this one, uh, the good uh, Eric, great comparison because this this has that same amount of disgusting okay. body horror going on with stuff happening to her body. It's yeah. So Titan, if you want to watch it, an extreme horror film, a French horror film, check it out. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> All right, good stuff. I don't know if I'll be checking it out, but for the ones who can stomach that. Yeah. So ahead of our next episode, episode 80 is another big one. Matt and I are going to be doing a little, something a little different for this one. We're going to be doing a trivia style episode in which, well, right about now, we're going to present our um, topic of choice for which we want the other to present and prepare questions for. So Matt and I are each going to share our topic right now. I know that sounded pretty complicated. I'll break it down. So we're both going to share our topics ahead of next episode. And once we do that, I'll prepare questions for Matt's topic and Matt will prepare questions for my topic. So Matt, what do you want me to prepare questions for ahead of our trivia episode for you? Okay, so I thought long and hard about this. And for myself, I'd like horror movie trivia. Okay movies like not tv shows just anything like honestly eric any decade any country could be super hard or general like just go to town on that anything to do with horror films it's my passion right so sounds if i were to like die like if i were to like gun to my head had to answer questions about something it would be horror films because i think i'm like super confident yeah so eric what about you it's a good choice. Yeah, me too. I thought about it long. Like it, I'm still kind of torn, but I got it narrowed down to what I want you to prepare for me. So I want you to hit me with some Star Wars questions. <sighs> okay. So any, like honestly, shows and movies included for sure. Books, definitely no, because I've never read any Star Wars novels. But okay. honestly, if you want to even go with like some obscure references to like <laughs> planets that aren't really named in movies like that I might know, you can hit me with some of that stuff and... What we're going to be doing for this episode too is actually asking you all the listeners to prepare questions or submit a question for each of us or whoever. If you don't have a Star Wars question for me, but you have a horror movie question for Matt, message me for any questions that you want me to ask Matt and vice versa. Message Matt if you have any Star Wars questions you want him to ask me. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing for the next episode. I'm pumped, something a little different. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you, Matt, and hopefully listeners prepare for me and same for Matt. Yeah, just like a friendly competition and like may the best man win. I I know we're both competitive, so it'll be a really good, uh, really good episode. Yeah, for sure. Reminiscent (laughs) to our Disney versus Pixar. (laughs) So we'll see if this one goes split down the middle. I know you know your horror very well. I think I know Star Wars very well, so no, it should be fun. I'm definitely going to be crushing some horror movies then in the next few weeks to prepare, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll get some good stuff for you for sure. Uh, awesome. So yeah, man, um, again, Ezra killed it on there, and uh, Matt, as always, a pleasure. Any final notes for the listeners? 
just everyone, thanks a lot for listening. And to everyone who submitted a Feel Good Movie, I really appreciate it. I had a blast during this episode, Eric. And Ezra, you killed it as well. Eric, your list was... We, I mean, we all had good lists, different lists, and I thought we all like brought something new to the table. And everybody stay safe out there and stay positive. So yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all, and yeah, peace.